You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much, presented by Much Studios. Welcome to The Pedestal Podcast. I am here, as always, with uh, Shane Cunningham, who joins me, of course, on the Michael Much Podcast, as well as Mensa member, writer, director, award winner, Jonathan Popolis. And today, we have a very, very special guest for the first time in Pedestal history. We have a fourth man in the chair. Hollywood writer. Did you know there's one big chair that we all sit in? It's like, a, it's called a couch chair. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, fourth guy joining our pod today, like Shane says, Hollywood writer and also podcaster for a very popular and awesome podcast called The Heist. His name is Matt Unsworth. What's up, buddies? How's it What's going? going on? Great podcast. I love that podcast. Yeah, uh, Matt is a very old friend of all of ours. He used to work uh, with us uh, in television up here in Canada. He has since gone down to the States and done lots of great things. Um, you've been on the Michael Much podcast a couple times. Yeah. You've had us on your podcast, The Heist. Uh, yeah, Heist Podcast. Heist there's Podcast. A, there's there's a, a lot of Heist. Uh, heist. <laughs> it's kind of like that's out there. It's kind of like Arkells. You know, it's like it's not the Arkells or the Foo Fighters. Oh right, it's just yeah. Heist. So uh, check out Heist uh, when you have a chance. Uh, but we want to bring on because you're a movie guy. You had a movie podcast like in 2006 before podcast. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. my first podcast I ever. It was appeared great. On. I, I mean, I didn't think I. It was uh, our buddy Andrew's idea, Andrew Worrell, and. Uh, we probably had like 10 listeners. People didn't even listen to podcasts back then. No, I had to put it on my iPod. It was like this whole ordeal to transfer <laughs> yeah. it from my computer it was to the so iPod. Complicated. Yeah, it was called Jobless Film Reviews. Yeah, it was a blast. I think we were a little ahead of our time there, though. Would yeah. you ever do this movie? Uh, we did not. We would do um, very similar to our format for Heist. It was movie news, and then we would review the top 10 movies that are in the box all office. All right, all right. And get uh, real drunk. <laughs> Fantastic. That was the key you drink through the, the whole, whole pod. I knew someone was missing wasted. about our pod. Um, okay, so listeners, now that you know who uh, Matthew Unsworth is, uh, do we need to give any more context to who you are? I, mean, I that's, think that's good. That was pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He's very handsome. It's very handsome. Also, look him up on Instagram. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> today, the movie that we are doing is called Ghost. Oh, my for some context, you guys, this movie came out in 1990. It stars Patrick Swayze, the late, great Patrick Swayze, as well as Demi Moore, uh, Tony Goodwin. You guys watch Scandal at all? Uh, as well as Whoopi Not Goldberg. Good. Goldwin. Goldwin, my bad. Tony Goodwin might be a politician. Yeah. And, of course, Whoopi Goldberg, like I said, who uh, not only was nominated for an Oscar, but, in fact, she won it. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is the thing. Whoopi! This is what gave her the EGOT uh, for Very all Whoopi Goldberg impression? No, I was just saying, like, Whoopi, like, oh, Whoopi. <laughs> I got it. This was the fifth highest grossing film of 1990. Whoopi. Any, anybody, <laughs> Whoopi. <laughs> uh, does, and, sorry, it wasn't the fifth. You know what's funny is the sheet you can tell was used from the last movie because we've done a 1990 movie. You have. When, we've done two? Well, no. So the fifth uh, highest grossing movie of 1990 would have been different on our list. Uh this was, a, I think this was, the, was the biggest. It was the biggest of the year, I think. It was not. But that's a good tease. So, the fifth highest was grossing it? movie. The internet uh, lied to me. Yeah, the fifth <laughs> highest grossing movie of 1990 was something we reviewed. It must have been, <laughs> what, Coming to America? No. No, it was. Um, Ninja Turtles was on. Was Ninja Turtles. It was Teenage. Was it Ninja Turtles? No way. Ninja Turtles didn't make that, did it? It was whatever I cheat cheated this this thing sure, for. Sure, fair enough. So, it's, it's one of our past 10 episodes was the fifth highest. The fourth highest grossing of 1990 was Pretty Woman. All the right. third highest grossing was Dances with Wolves. Okay. The second highest grossing was Ghost. Okay. Oh, 
Home Alone. You got it, baby. Ah, of course. Oh, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> I always forget Kevin. <laughs> Fitting that we Kevin, forgot yeah. Home Alone. Uh, so this Is that movie, your Whoopi Goldberg impression? <laughs> it was better than my Whoopi one. In whoopi 1990, one this movie made $505 million at the box office. Jesus. That's a lot. <laughs> Anybody want to take a guess at the budget? Uh, oh, yeah. I, 20, 14 million. What'd you say? One four? Four, 14 million. 14 I'm so bad Johnny. at budgets. I'm horrible oh. at them. It's they hard on old school budgets. I think that's pretty close. So I'd say, like, you don't have huge salaries because none of those, you don't have huge salaries because none of those guys are really that big. 19? No, SFX, man. <laughs> those, oh, yeah. 50. Shaney comes the closest. It was a $41 million oh, budget. Wow. I'm terrible with budgets. I can yeah. never guess them, ever. Um, God, that's a lot of. For 1990. Okay, for those of you who might not be familiar with the format and are tuning in for the first time, although I can't imagine this is your first time, but maybe you're just a huge ghost fan or a demi head. I don't know what a demi fan would be. Uh, I'm a demi head. Demi god. Uh, <laughs> demi uh, actually also had a very uh, this this haircut became quite a sensation. I believe mm -hmm. that was yeah. I love this haircut. the boycott. Yeah. I loved it. Okay, she's just like a man too. Fun trivia: she didn't tell the director she's going to cut her hair until she showed up. Just like that. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. like that. I checked that out because I love that haircut. So I was, I love that. You I should try and rock that, John. Grow it out a bit. It kind of looks like your hair right when now. When it's actually. not Mikey's back. hair, it's very similar. <laughs> yeah, Mikey has close. the demi cut. Uh, so what we like to do is we like to go through what our thoughts were when we first saw this. So in 1990, we all would have been very young, but we can talk about what our relationship like was like with it then, uh, and then we will move on to uh, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, and we will start to uh, or litigate whether we want to keep it on the pedestal, uh, the things we liked, the best scene, the best performance, and maybe reasons to knock it off the pedestal. What's aged badly? What was bad even then? What are its flaws? And then at the end, the four of us are going to come to a consensus, which is kind of hard because we've never had an even yeah. number before. We'll see. <laughs> I thought that's flawed. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We might need a tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay, so let's that's start. That's our new tagline. Uh, did anybody see this film in, in the theaters? Does anyone have like a real memory of this film from being younger? I definitely you, do. You wouldn't be allowed to see this in the theaters. I don't know. We're all of, like we we would be seven or just the clay hand seven. job alone would have kept us out of oh the theater. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you didn't see it in theaters, did you? No, I don't think so. It was yeah. rated R, right? It was rated R. It looked very sexual. sexual. Yeah. Um, okay, so no one you saw in theaters, John? I didn't see it in theaters, right? But I have an older sister, and my older sister, she like I talk, I've talked before, but like <laughs> my they're gonna be like I didn't see it in theaters, but I have a love of pottery. <laughs> I love pottery, guys. Um, but like I talk about my rotation movies I watch, but my sister kind of had her own rotation of movies that she would watch, and this was on there. It was this. It was Dirty Dancing because I think every single I, there's there's a kind of a theme. <laughs> and Peggy Sue She's got like, married. Roadhouse. Those were yeah, break. <laughs> yeah, Roadhouse. <laughs> Why is Roadhouse on this list? What's um, but yeah, so so it was on a lot in the house. So I ended up like seeing this movie like a ton when I was a kid, just because uh, because my sister was watching it all the time. And so there's certain things about this movie that absolutely like I remember the like the. Some of the elements of the movie actually like fucking freaked me out when I was a kid. Like there's some like kind of scarier elements yeah. that I, when I was like, I guess 10 or nine, when I watched this, it was like freaky. It's just subway cart dude, right? Get off my train! Get off! Get off! Get off! Get off! 
Oh, he was really yeah. freaky. God, no, but the shadow, the thing, demons, the demons. demons. God, the, those, those really. I forgot me out. about how I felt with the demons until I rewatched it this time around, and I was like, oh, the demons. I used to be freaked oh, out yeah. by those big scenes. time, big big time. Uh, so so do, so your memory is that your sister uh, loved it. She loved it. Yeah, I, I don't even remember having like a good or bad. It just like just with Dirty Dancing. Like I don't yeah. even know if I liked it. Or, it just was on so much. I just was compelled to watch it all the time. Right, Matt, you gotta. I just remember it being like a VHS thing that like you go to someone's house or a birthday party and they throw you in the den and just put on a movie and you'd all watch it together kind of mm -hmm. scenario. And ghost, ghost themed birthday party. I do, yeah, ghost theme, you know, or Batman, whatever the movie that You're they had on VHS at the time you watched. <laughs> and I do remember those demons being super scary. Yeah, man. They scared the shit Huge. out of me for sure. Yeah, it was freaky. Yeah, Jamie? for me it was just the subway dude. Yeah. Really ugly guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that's kind of like Jeffrey Wright, but not quite Jeffrey Wright. The that's comedian. funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's so ugly. He was scary. He's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Cause I remember he was a teacher in better off dead too. Oh yeah. That actor. Yeah. He even scared me in that. <laughs> it was a more comedic role. He's great in ghost. Yeah. He's very, very oh, good. Yeah. He does a lot with those five he minutes does. of screen time. I remember I, my, I remember him being a huge part of the movie and he's in it for like, yeah, like five minutes. That, yeah. I remember that part. One of them, cause I hadn't seen it since I was a kid until now. And the one, one of the only scenes I remember is that subway scene mm -hmm. for some reason. It's Get only like 30 train. seconds long. Yeah, I, I don't have a relationship with it other than it, like you guys said, it was omnipresent. I definitely seen it more than a few times because I just think it was one of the most popular movies of, I mean, oh, really. Oh, it was huge. It was huge, it was right? Modern cinema at that yeah. time. It was massive. It was a phenomenon. So it was kind of around, but it wasn't like I was like, throw on Ghost or I love Ghost or let's yeah. watch Ghost. Mm -hmm. It just was there and you, you watch it. So it was interesting. And I think it's one of the reasons that we chose this because there is a heist element. Sort of. So, so Okay, so so maybe walk us through why we chose this one. Because I do well, think it's- Yeah, I was very curious. I, I, it's well, held on a pedestal. Unzi could probably answer this. Because I asked, I threw it to, to because Matt's our guest and I was like, well, what do you want to do? And and uh, well, we we started throwing ideas back and forth. And I felt that- we had Reservoir Dogs on there. Res you were really going for Reservoir Dogs. Oh, big I'm time. not a big Tarantino guy. So I was like, mm. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> and uh, we started- uh, Hackers was brought up at one mm -hmm. point, but I guess it's not really known as a classic. And then I just remembered Ghost is one of those movies that was so, as you said, like omnipresent everywhere. And then I feel like, like a ghost, it just disappeared. <laughs> like I haven't seen it on a TV. I haven't seen it in the right. rental. I've just seen any of it. Good point. In like 12 years. And that's for why such a, I agree. Yeah, yeah. For such a huge, huge movie. It just is gone. Like, I don't know. No one, no one lists it as one of their favorite movies. I'm not like, no only, one talks about it. Kind of brought up like, oh yeah, ghost. Yeah. And so, and then we started talking about, uh, the element of a heist because there's a heist in there. So that was kind of working yeah. as well. There is a heist in there, but not the heist that I thought was in there. You oh, thought it was a different heist? heist? You thought it involved the, the I didn't know. I couldn't remember heist? what the bad guy's <laughs> plot was at all. And so, like, the whole money laundering thing was like, oh, God, I didn't remember any of this. Yeah. I remembered when that opening scene starts and they're kind of, like, breaking through the things. I was like, wait a second. Are they, like, treasure hunters? What's going <laughs> What's happening here? I was like. Yeah. And is, I remember they found a penny at the start, which was old. And then he does the penny thing tr mm -hmm. trick later in the movie. In my brain, I thought for some reason that they were searching for rare coins. Like my brain had done weird things with Same my with memory me. of this like, movie. I, I thought it, I thought it was about the the Carl guy trying to rob, like trying to steal uh, money mm -hmm. and and penetrate. like he's casing the joint, kind of like Something. Home Alone. Something, yeah. <laughs> yeah Joe, like Joe Pesci Alone. does. There's the also a no. Carl in Home Alone as one of the bad guys. Isn't that one of the characters' names? Carl mm -hmm. and no, it's Marv and Harry. Damn yeah. it, yeah, close. Ah, Carl, Marv, it's all the same. I, I also had <laughs> fake memories because. 
they parodied it so much later on that I couldn't remember what the parody I was remembering what actually <laughs> with, happened. With yeah. the pottery scene in particular? The pottery scene, the I thought... The naked gun one was yeah. the one I thought was the real so one. So did I. I thought there was a scene with Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore doing the pottery and that <laughs> didn't exist. And it was from Naked Gun, I guess. And this movie was directed by the guy who did Airplane. Yeah. yeah. Which is and then, weird. And then his brother directed Naked Gun Two and a Half. Who did the pottery scene in that? That was the parody. So weird. And so this was weird. the only serious movie that he did. And he, was he nominated for an Oscar for this one? Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, I believe. Oh, okay, I guess yeah. Director. Gotcha. But I, it's almost like a guy that's like, I just want to prove I can do a drama. You know, like this. Like it seemed like a midlife crisis. Well, he. I think he uh, he did a quite a good job. So now that we all got together, uh, we all watched this movie recently. I watched it literally uh, this morning, so it is fresh on my mind. Right. Um, what are our thoughts now, guys? Uh, who wants to start with their thoughts on ghosts? What's the good? How do how, how, where do we start? Well, I mean, I can start in that the I think the reason that ghost still hangs around in our memories is because Whoopi Goldberg won the Oscar for it. Molly, you're in danger. Now you can't just blurt it out like that and quit moving around, will you? Because you start to make me dizzy. I'll just tell her in my own way. Molly, you in danger, girl. She was the last thing I thought about when I started watching the movie. The very, like, you, you forgot she was in I, it. I was like, this is a Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore movie. And I actually, she really? wasn't even the first one. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Not only is Whoopi in this, but she won an Oscar. She doesn't show up until 40 minutes into the movie. I know she doesn't. But yeah. she is. That's like, what you think of when you think of Ghost? Because it's, it's, the, it's the Oscar that it won. She's like, not even on the cover. But she's amazing in this movie. She, I think I'm not saying she's not. Yeah, I'm just saying that my roundabout way of getting to that, I think that it's, like, I remember sort of being like, Whoopi Goldberg, this is the, but I, I mean, I don't know if it's Oscar-worthy performance. It's hard to, to, to judge that, but it, she yeah. was amazing. Like, she was, like, super fun. Like, I, I felt like her character, I'd almost, I would almost would rather the movie be about this like I could almost see the movie working better. I don't know. I'm gonna have to re remake the whole movie about like a woman who's like a, a fake psychic, but it turns out she's a real psychic. Well, and then was this before Sister Act? I believe so. Because yeah, I think I they so. took they did that thought process, and they're like, oh, let's Maybe. throw a whoopee where she's some, have, something, does, but she's yeah. not, which is what she's she's she not great. a nun, right? Yeah, she was. I just thought she was fantastic and like i thought she was so good she was like she i feel like she made this movie well the chemistry between her and patrick swayze was way better than patrick swayze and demi Moore. 100 <laughs> I, I said that, to, I said that to, to my wife sarah mm -hmm. when we were watching like every time they're together it feels like she's pulling this much better performance out of patrick swayze than anywhere else in the and movie. it was awkward between him and demi she yeah, was kind was. of in my <laughs> notes i have that she was a little bit difficult like when they were moving into that new york loft Demi's difficult Demi's difficult yeah. where he wants oh, to move I his agree. chair in oh that and then, pissed me off <laughs> and she's like oh we brought this along and I then have he's a like, big thing that's like molly for my bad it's side not it like it was got, some schlubby chair problems. it was a nice leather chair <laughs> yeah. and she wants to bring her shitty angel sculpture in could have killed her like that's appropriate for this apartment but his nice leather chair isn't also he's i'm assuming paying for that Five million dollar <laughs> yeah. Soho yeah, apartment. He can put in whatever he wants in there. He's a financial guy. <laughs> she's an artist. And when he comes down and she's doing the clay or whatever, and then he gets in there and she, she he's like, "Is it a masterpiece?" And she's like, "Not anymore." <laughs> I'm like, "Is that supposed to be playful?" It's like, yeah. But he did totally fuck that thing up. Oh yeah, in he her did. defense. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, he what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, and do you notice like it goes? Like, she invited him to help. Yeah, and, and it's not like this is their first date where it's like, oh, this is my kind of time to make a sexy move. Like, that was just annoying. They're both covered in dirt, 
And then instantly when they actually start fucking, they're, <laughs> they're clean. They're compl- Did you well, notice that their point. hands are completely yeah. clean uh, all of a sudden? They cut uh, out the shower scene. I thought they were going to have like this dirty sex. Oh, did they have a shower scene? No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, just trying to save that R rating. Are you sit? Did do you lo- thumbs up or thumbs down to the to the pottery scene? Because I thought that was great. Oh no, <laughs> I hope it wasn't a masterpiece. Well, it's not now. You liked it? See, hold oh, on. Where I do I have it here? I was saving that I feel for like my Shane. Yeah, that's the sexiest scene. I knew you were going to hate that. So scene. hold on, hold on. Hold on. So for Johnny, that's in the good section. We yeah. will get to that when we get to the bad section. Oh, if people, I, I forgot the structure of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like it's one of those like it's it it really is aimed hard at women. That scene in particular, like, there's a reason why there's like women have fucking been jerking off to that scene for like whoa what i mean it's a very sensual scene very tight like a like like i, I can see why it why history has been like kind to that scene i guess but it's like you know like sand it's like you're uncomfortable with it if sand's all over you i feel like you'd be like that with clay dirt sure <laughs> wouldn't you May, no, I, I guess you're like, saying is that like, a woman's fantasy to be all covered in that clay? Shit? You're saying like you're saying sex on the beach yeah. is actually actually not very practical. It's messy. Mm-hmm. It's gross because mm-hmm. it's you're there's fluids and it's the sand Especially goes everywhere. Especially for a woman. Yeah, and the song. Yeah. Like well, the song's great. Melody. Like, this, it feels like it kind of comes together. I agree into with you that I think place. I think the I th- I like the pottery scene. It is iconic, but I do think that the hardcore close up on the clay oh hand job. Oh my god. Was, made me laugh yeah. out loud. I think that that was a weird choice and maybe like the phallic symbol and he was getting away with something and in 1990. he's touching the dick too. It's not like she's just doing it. It's a joint watching. masturbation. They're both jerking <laughs> off this clay thing. Well, the couple that waxed together, Shaq's It's ah, true. It. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> uh, did that go into the good pile for you, Matt? Yeah, it did actually. It was a good scene. I yeah. was a big wow. fan of it. I agree. There's a reason why they make out of it so much. I it's guess. iconic. It's so, like it's an iconic, it's an iconic scene. scene. And obviously they're cotillionaires. They can afford an old fancy <laughs> jukebox to play. Like they didn't have iPods back mm-hmm. then. So nope. it's like, that's what you do. You just put on a jukebox that plays your mix. I really didn't remember the Naked Gun 2 version of that more. Like I was I remember really more. thinking it was going to, because there's a point where Leslie Nielsen and her are like kissing and then like it starts splattering all over both of them and I was waiting yeah. for that. Oh, not only that, but when when uh, when it's the time to lift up the girl, she lifts up Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. Yeah, I sort of remember that better. I don't know why. Oh, and also when she goes to rub her hands on Leslie Nielsen's body, they go to a body double that's super ripped. Yeah. Like that's Star yeah. Anyway. That's a good game. Uh, anything else in the good pile over there as we're going around? Oh, we're talking about the good I, stuff. Oh, we're in the good stuff. I would I would say I, I think they were all great performances, every single person Fucking in that movie. Right. Swayze was amazing. I still, I think Demi was really great. So many times you'd have to act to an empty room like there's no like he couldn't interact with her she couldn't interact with him mm-hmm. so you're talking out uh-huh. into like a vacuum which would be really challenging i did not actor. find swayze amazing really i thought, I thought he was, was so good oh my god was awesome. i am like on save the fence. it save it for the bad I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the fence in that it it's that it felt like the character they were calling for the character to be like it feels like the script wanted him to be like like a like a banker, like an '80s banker, this cold-hearted guy. I want my chair in my place, and I'm never gonna say I love you. Why don't you ever say it? What do you mean? Why don't I ever say it? I say it all the time. I feel no, like no, you don't. You say ditto, and that's not the same. But he's such a gentle guy. It didn't fit perfectly into the role, but he's such a fucking likable guy. I guess mm-hmm. you don't agree, but he's well, so likable. I do think he's likable. He exudes goodness yeah, in this like I role. Just, I can't but, help but like him. But John has an interesting point about the idea that, like, 
because like I didn't think about it too much intellectually, but maybe I don't really believe him as like a financial yeah, guy. He's not, not at all. It was he's hilarious. Him, he's supposed to be like an investment banker, but he's like a Kansas hayseed that's just yeah. kind and chivalrous. Yeah. But he exudes yeah. the goodness and charisma that I want in a lead. He's so so what? I don't buy him as a financial guy. And and he and he like he they, they had where they're sitting in bed and he try and he he explains that he's uh, he's afraid of success and every time he, something gets too good he backs off and I feel like that's a good way to explain why he's the way. he he is like that's like that's their way around being like why he's not this cold heart cold hearted banker guy and on top of that you could have a caricature. It's, it's almost sometimes I don't know if I need a caricature '80s banker guy because I've seen that so many I times. Think that's, and I, his buddy's the caricature of the I mean, exactly. Guy, right? I think I, I I the guy the Carl was amazing. Carl, a lot of awesome. uh, a lot of fantastic. I don't want to also uh, paint a lot of bankers with a negative brush because we are listened to a lot by the Bay Street crowd sure. here oh, in yeah. Toronto. So <laughs> you think good or bad. You can be a nice banker is what we're saying. You don't have to be an yeah, asshole. You can be a Swayze. Carl's body too was better than Patrick. How many times? The first scene, they're ripping their shirts off. Yeah, what was that? Why Wait, they keep is, taking why, shirt off? I, we're in the very, very good so section, ripped? right? Carl is very ripped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because like, I thought Patrick was a, a little underwhelming in terms of his body. <laughs> <in this laughs> Carl, <country>. underwhelmed. <laughs> Oh my God. But didn't you expect Patrick Swayze to be in better shape physically? Like there's some scenes where his arms just look like noodles. No, I think the 80s look where you're supposed to be sort of like- It wasn't in a good way though. No, I haven't done Both my wife and I were disappointed. Well, we're- <laughs> <laughs> well, there Mostly was- I came for the abs. <laughs> Speaking of Carl taking his shirt off, and we'll get to this a little bit later in the pod, but when he goes after after Patrick Ooh. Swayze passes and he goes to Demi's place to comfort her, and then he, he takes his shirt off for pouring coffee on his shirt, I'm just like, how many yeah. times is Carl just looking for reasons to take well, his fucking just, shirt off? Oh my off? God. He's such a horrible guy. I feel like that they really dug deep in making Carl like the fucking worst human being on the planet, and I loved it. Well, his move great. to make out was, Good you know, Lord. just just think. What's Patrick's name in the movie? Sam. He goes, just think of Sam. <laughs> just think of Sam. And he's moving in. <laughs> and it actually <laughs> works. She starts kissing. And then she kisses yeah. him. I mean, she's the, the like, she actually oh, yeah. does. Like, her her fiancé died in her arms, like, three days and ago. And then she's, hey, worried. guys, she's grieving. Yeah. Back to more good stuff, because I think that scene might be in a different <laughs> list. On that note, too, one of my first notes in this was, uh, his name's Carl, right? His yeah. buddy? I was like. They make it very clear, Carl likes money. They say it like six <laughs> times within the first five yeah. minutes. Like, what? Carl, you love money, don't you? Love money. That's a Look writing note. Yeah. Like, hammered home in the script. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's great, though, about Carl is that he does have this, like, deeper backstory where he's clearly, like, this 80s business bro who got, like, addicted to drugs or coke or something and got in with this drug dealer and started You wandering. want the prequel with fucking Carl's uh, but, backstory? But, they, but because they didn't... I like that they didn't do that. I like that they just sort of let him be... have his bad guy plot without giving too much because it all was there. This is another note uh, on that tip, and it is that the guy that we're talking about in the subway, the guy that trains uh -huh. Patrick Stewart... How much Patrick do you feel? Swayze. Sorry, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Magic Patrick Stewart in this role. Give me, give me Patrick Stewart as, yeah. as a Sam Wheat. Uh, <laughs> Carl, you've let me down. I don't know. I, just, I don't know what the fuck that was. That was like <laughs> Sean Connery or something. But anyway, uh, the the scene with the guy um, in the subway. How much did we feel like you know about that character in the five minutes of screen time? You feel like he's probably have some sort of mental ailment, mm -hmm. like he's schizophrenic or something. I think he did jump in front of that train. Of course. Would you think mm -hmm. I jumped? Yeah. Right, it's like it's like someone pushed me. I didn't jump. Just like in the lines he had and the way he performed it, I feel like I learned so much about that character in literally four minutes, which mm -hmm. was pretty awesome. And same with Carl. Like you said, we know a lot about Carl with Carl not, like without them having to really tell us a ton. Right. 
Yeah, I think that's why we like all remember that train scene, even though it's such a small part of the movie. Absolutely. Well, because I remembered before it even came up where he's like, because he starts to, uh, when Patrick Swayze learns that he, how to start moving objects, he's like, you're doing good, kid. And he's like, oh, they're building this camaraderie, like these two dead guys. And then he, he switches. He's like, who are you? You know, and he, he loses it again. And you're like, oh my God, this guy was probably like yeah. some sort of schizophrenic, like like a subway dweller Something, and really yeah. troubled. Yeah. But yeah, the three leads- Fantastic. And, and Carl, including Carl. Before, but Carl, the way Carl died, I feel like that's the thing I remember the most when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Carl getting impaled. By oh, yeah. Ass. Yeah. Holy shit. Like that fucked me up when I was a kid. For sure. It's gruesome. Like it's a it's a very well done bad guy death. Well, right. the I really like the bad guy death of the other guy. I'm not Willie. sure if he has a name. Willie. Yes. So when Willie uh, kind of gets sandwiched in between mm -hmm. the two uh, cars, he goes flying all of a sudden, and you're kind of like, what the fuck? I thought he got sandwiched. How did he go flying off yeah, the you're street? Right. So I was like, that's horrible. And then you realized his spirit flew out, well, and it's him pinned. on the street, and then he sees his own body actually sandwiched between the two. Those, and it's amazing. The, yeah. Sounds, yeah. the sounds of the shadow things were crying babies played at super slow speed. Wow, so and backwards those. and backwards, yeah, and that's why they sound so fucking creepy and weird. And oh, you guys did oh. your research. Yeah. <laughs> Sound design Reddit boards for fucking ghosts. Uh, that's crazy, man. Um, I I thought uh, like back to Whoopi. I mean, I guess we all agree that I guess we'll say four leads because Carl was amazing in sort yeah. of the, oh for sure the time he was given. Yes, I loved when um, <laughs> Orlando jumps into Otome, like oh, now yeah. that she realized she can here, and then Whoopi has to be. Orlando. Patricia, where are you at? I can't hardly see. Here. She, she's here. In front of you. I'm right here. Damn, baby. What you do to your hair? That bothered me. That you didn't like that scene? What did you scene? do to your hair? Well, okay. <laughs> so why why all of a sudden can he see her hair? He clearly, That's what Sarah said He could see her hair when he was spirit. Now all of a sudden he's in whoopee. He's saying, That is a great point. Sarah thought the exact thing. Exactly. But here's the way I uh, justified it. Now he can actually ask her. Maybe it's always been on his mind, but he could never vote vo voice. But that. then why is he yeah. looking at her? Like, I know that's well, he, the part. He's got to learn how to see through it. He's got to learn. He's got to learn how to use a human body. There's a again. lot of half baked things in this movie that, like the jumping in and Vopi's acting. Oh, was we'll good, get we'll get to the superpowers of the ghost as we oh, get man. going. Uh, Anzi, was there anything else you loved before we get to Shaney? Nothing. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Performances were amazing. Charisma all around for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, Shaney, what else did you have on your good list? I, at first, I thought the ditto thing. How he wouldn't say. I love you. I thought that was kind of bullshit. Uh -huh. Like how he's just like ditto. But then it was really effective Ooh. later on to to prove. I agree. And then the very last line of the movie too. Yeah. So ditto back. really it had works. a big payoff. Yeah. I really like that. And I'm wondering, was ditto a thing before this movie? I don't think so. I think it made it very popular. I remembered it the minute it came up and I went, oh my God, I forgot this was I such a thing. I say that to movie. people too. Yeah. It because was uh, the writer. You say that to his girlfriend uh, saying school. I love you in high yeah. school. Yeah. Wow. You guys got to hook me with this Reddit board that you guys are on about ghosts. <laughs> I did, man. Uh, I really liked the end death scene with Carl, as you discussed. That was on my list yeah. for Whoopi's, obviously. What amazing. did you like about Whoopi? Because I, I feel like we haven't even talked. Like, I feel like she is the MVP of this movie. It was, a, okay. Like, so it was. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like Whoopi? Awesome. No, no. The, being the MVP. Oh, see, this could be on the bad list. I like Interesting. that. You're St. Patrick. <laughs> no. Crazy about Swayze, man. Yeah. I was crazy about <laughs> Swayze. That's why you chose Ghost. Uh, I, I felt Whoopi was great. And I get, like, I think she was like a spark plug in this film. But there were times where it was a very, very big performance. And I mean, I'll get to this on my bad list, but like, there's a whole bank, the whole bank scene. There's just like, there was you times where she- didn't like the bank scene. She oversold the bank scene was stuff. the best part of the movie, which well, we'll ended up being 
a heist. They ended up, it was a ghost yeah. heist. They ended up being yeah. a ghost who knew things. And actually, it's really interesting. I was like, wait, wait a minute. A heist is, is I thought she here. made the annoying stuff work. <laughs> like, yep. constantly being like, what are you saying? It's like, stop doing that, Whoopi. But she owned it. And I thought made it work. I, I agree with you. I thought yeah. it was, I thought she was great. I feel like she was probably. I, th- I feel like the character was probably written more as like a kind of a racist caricature, and she kind of somehow made it real. Where does Willie fall on the racist caricature scale? <laughs> oh, Willie, I, I have a whole. I have a headline that says Willie. Let's in just my say they're lucky. Whoopi oh, won that boy, Oscar. Willie Lopez. As far as uh, um, watching it, twenty five years later. But just that, like later. they were gonna cast Jack A. What's her name? Jack A. Harry. I remember her. Yeah, like Jack A. Like like that's who was gonna be Odom. Like that's so. And her even the name Oda Mae Brown. Like. Like there's a lot of like, but she brought like a real humanity to the role. I feel like she was a real person. So she was the MVP. Yeah, I actually put MVP. Like she was, she was MVP in that she wasn't the best player in the best team, but it was she elevated the team to a place where it wouldn't have been without her. Academy voters agree. Yeah, I, I mean, also if you look at that year, who else was going to like Lorraine Bracco for Goodfellas? What is the kind of choice? But I don't know if I remember. Karen Hill. I just was, remember her putting the gun in her underwear. Yeah. Karen, that's all we had, Karen, Karen, Karen. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, one of the notes I had was that this movie, up until a point, I felt was very logical for a movie about a ghost. Meaning, like, there were choices that people made where I never went, what? Like, so for instance, when when Demi Moore believes, uh, starts to believe uh, the Whoopi Goldberg character, I'm like, okay, I believe that. And then when she goes to the police with the information, you know what I mean? I believe the way the police deal. Yeah, with that was great. Yeah. All of that, yeah. I'm like, I'm living within logic within obviously a fantastical film. I'm like, and I like that. Characters are making choices that make sense mm-hmm. and it kept going in that good way. Did you also notice who the, the uh, officer oh, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, Stephen Root. That's right. Which, I, the moment he it came up, Stephen Root sighting. That's, that's, that's my stapler. Oh yeah, that's the first thing I said yeah. to you, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big notes. I didn't know his name though. Whenever there's a weird movie, like like Get Out or whatever, you always can count on like a, like a Stephen Root sighting, 100%. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the good list? I, I was going to mention something about what you just said, how that was very believable, like you're living it through Demi, like how an actual person would react if you said, oh, this ghost is coming back. It's like, oh, yeah, prove it. Then you'd believe it for a minute. Then it would be disproved because she's an unreliable uh, source. Yeah, yeah so they like, really choose good. to tell the wait for the audience to find out about her backstory. When you, you know when the cop brings out the file and you find out that she's a scam artist, Whoopi's a scam yeah. artist. Like that's like effective because then you're kind of like, I can, oh, this is so, believable, right? right? And Carl's reaction was very good to it. As he's taking in this information, he was very good at reacting, playing kind of nervous, but like this can't be. When you said that you th- thought that Sam was here, that he was talking to you, what did you feel? What did he say to you? Why? What does that have to do with anything? When he pieces it all together and starts yelling to like, I thought you can that was see great. him working it out yeah. on his face because yeah, yeah, yeah. we know something Demi's character doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's performing it very well. I also thought, from a filmmaking perspective, there was there was just good choices that were made. I really liked uh, Patrick Swayze's death scene in the sense that you hear the gunshot go off, mm-hmm. you see Willie run, and you see Patrick Swayze chase him. Yep. And then you have the reveal. And that was back great. To the bedroom, wasn't that amazing? Where he's like holding awesome. on to her in the bed, Molly in the. Well, yeah, they get into the Jacob's ladder stuff, but just like but the mean, chasing, same writer, you know. By the way, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So him just him chasing <laughs> Willie, because your brain's not, you don't know, and then the reveal is just. I just thought it was a really unique and good practical way to do it that wasn't super effective. Yeah, I agree. It was like the way with uh, how Willie died. Yeah, I thought it was the yeah. same way. Yeah, Patrick's was the same. I yeah. thought it was funny too that he just happened to die in that wacky purple blouse that he wore throughout the rest <laughs> I of the movie. I had that well, thought. I was like, this was the choice. This, this was, was the thing you have to wear for It's that old joke, right? Like every day, be careful about what you put on because if you die, your ghost is wearing those clothes forever. Really? Yeah. I hope I'm wearing jogging pants, man. <laughs> be comfortable. I don't want a hard Seriously. pants. Seriously. 
Um, okay. Anything else before we move on yeah. to some of the things we maybe didn't like? Well, let me just just say that the other thing that I really appreciated, I have issues with the way the way the movie ended, but in general, I do. Like, I feel like this is the kind of, kind of movie you that, wanted him to get his body back. But I feel like it's the kind of movie that I've seen other movies where that does happen, where like they kind of cop out. And like, oh, he was in a coma the whole time or something. And so the fact that his death stuck, I feel like it's it's obvious I can't now. see any other, any other way out. Oh, of course not. But I'm saying I, I've, I have, like, what was that stupid Just Like Heaven, that Reese Witherspoon movie? It's like a similar plot where she's like this ghost helping this guy. But then it turns out she was in a coma. And Ghost Dad, like, he was in a coma, like, the whole time yeah. and so on but and so forth. How many alert. times have ghost, <laughs> has Ghost Dad come up on this podcast? It's one of the best <laughs> movies. We always, Shane always says. Sidney Poitier directed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's My vibrating waiting to I, say I constantly it. forget I tell people that and I'm very excited to tell people that. oh man uh, but w- okay if you died and you knew there was an afterlife yeah. like you're the ghost and it's like oh sweet I'm, I get to be ghost and there's a heaven and all that would you be really all that scared if Demi Moore was about to be murdered I, I like, mean, oh, if I love her, if, if it's why? your wife. Why? Who cares? If, if you know Life you, is a blip. You get to spend eternity with... Uh, <laughs> you don't know what's on the other side of that light tunnel. Also, you can see light. That's true. What if that's a fucking honey trap over could there? could be bullshit. You get tortured for the rest of your life. It's a lot of faith, of eternity. Man. It's faith. That's what it's all about. You know, I... Are you also allowed to run away from the demons? Like, can you choose to stay in purgatory? <laughs> can you just like, kind of step away? Like, he yeah. Did? Well, you like, certainly can run away from the light. You literally. can opt out of heaven. Can you opt out of hell? That's a good question. Like, do you, can you have unfinished business if you're a bad person? I think that's all you'd probably have. Yeah. There's so many of those uh, shadows, though. I think they just them. outnumber you. Uh, okay, we're going to go around the table here. What was the best scene? I love, I, re- I know you were going to talk about it later, but I really liked that heist scene. I thought it was You great. mean the, the whole bank? The bank thing yep. where she's going in, and I felt like she was fun, like Whoopi was funny and clever, and he's like, how would you like it? Tens and twenties. Sure. This little, I, thought, I thought it was well done, well constructed scene. And it was a heist. It actually yeah. turned out to be a heist yeah. in the movie. So in a yeah. roundabout way, we did it right. That's outrageous. <laughs> That's the best scene. Shani? Uh, I'm going to say uh, when Willie got killed. That was my favorite one. Yeah. And Carl being my second favorite one when he got killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Carl, <laughs> Carl yeah. being killed, actually, that might be my real answer. Sam. <laughs> oh, Carl. Yeah, because that's the most memorable. It is. It's yeah. a good with, one with the with the getting impaled. Yeah, that's the one that like sticks in my head. Speaking mm-hmm. of Willie, <laughs> there's this scene where Carl goes to Willie's place to be like, "Man, you fucked up." And he makes a joke, and, Car- and no, and Willie's like sitting there eating like shawarma on a plate in a tank top <laughs> with a diet Pepsi in a shitty apartment. I had such a flashback to my single days. Like I was like, <laughs> "That is me." I'm like, You're "I trying am to Willie." Characterize, I got like so hungry and kind of jealous of <laughs> Willie's life. I was like, "He doesn't have a care in the world." They're trying to characterize him the biggest dirtbag ever, and you two Hamilton boys are like, "This is incredible." Honestly, I, I live like Willie's that. Life. It's Stephanie Street right here in downtown. I was trying Toronto. to see. What exactly he was eating? It's like, yeah, oh, that's, that's good. That's fucking well, funny. Willie makes a joke too. I can't remember it exactly, but it's like the woman knows where you live. He's like, why would a woman know where I live? No, <laughs> He's like, seriously, no, Willie. Lots of women know where I live. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. That reminds me of that joke. I don't even know if this is in the cartoon, but my uncle Jeff always loved it. There, you remember Speedy Gonzalez? Mm-hmm. Someone's like, uh, he's like. Uh, Oh man, there's Speedy Gonzalez. And someone goes, Yeah, Speedy Gonzalez knows my sister. And the guy goes, Speedy Gonzalez knows everybody's That's sister. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know if that ever existed in the cartoon, but my Uncle Jeff has told me that for years that that's like the funniest thing ever, something like that. But uh, also in that scene, I thought it was interesting that they kind of humanized Carl a bit because Carl's like, You were only supposed to get the wallet, you weren't supposed to kill a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like, I thought I that, that again f- felt real to the character because I don't think some like, 
Wall Street pussy guy is going to actually try to murder his friend. Yeah. I think he would just want him to hold him up for the wallet. Yes. Like I, I do think he the murder was the an accident. Yeah, he just yeah. wanted the the password to get in. Yes, exactly. But they never showed a scene of Carl all that broken up about it. No, no, Carl, he was the, not a good person. He was the, a sociopath, the but not a killer. He, the moment he called the drug dealer guy and got the the money through, it was literally that night he went over to fuck Sam's. Oh, and Beyonce. he was willing. So he's to, a horrible, horrible, horrible person. He's a bad dude. He yeah. was also, <laughs> but not a murderer. No. But he was willing to slit uh, Demi's throat. Well, at that point, and he, was he was like, like the firing end of his guns. Throat. Yeah. And it was her or him. He was gonna. He was like holding a gun into like yeah. Otome's mouth. Oh yeah, he was awful. Uh, Matt, what was your? You think the best scene? I gotta say the uh, clay scene. There you it go. Was, I did. Oh, I liked it a lot. It was that good. song's real good. Yeah, yes. sexual movie. for you. Not no. it's not really sexual. Mm-hmm. You could, I wouldn't th- say it's sexual. Didn't that feel like a pottery hand job though? It did. It that was. Is, they, that's oh, why I like it so much. I think. I think it would have been way better if they didn't make it seem so much like a hand job. They were. <laughs> yeah. They went like five shots of that and like stroking. They up held and the down. shot too long. It was ridiculous. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> like just that one scene was talked about, and she saw it so many times. Like it just really stands and it's, and stood it's out what, as like. And it's what makes their love like so believe more than any sort of like backstory mm-hmm. or, or back and forth sitting in bed but you see that scene happen you're like i i believe the, the rest of this movie it, 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 it propels the rest of this movie. i thought he was a bit of a jerk to ruin that thing so easily too. <laughs> he's so and, and, and so it's gonna be really like, nice he was so, he was so flippant after he ruined it he's like i guess that's not a masterpiece it's like i don't know how hard it is to make these clay pots but that would be fairly <laughs> annoying if someone did that like whoopsie like just hits it <laughs> it's not a masterpiece anymore let's fool around exactly <clears throat> i uh for me it might be seen as cheesy but i found it super effective because especially they bring back in that that uh, that everly brothers song or whatever it is um uh is when he goes into Whoopi's body you can use me use you and use my body use your body just do it quick before I change my mind. And they they have that moment where they dance together and they reconnect. Yeah, I thought and it was great. That That's scene, a great scene. That scene, and then when he is going, at the very end of the movie, when he's going to the light and they're saying their goodbyes and he's like, I've loved you, I've always loved you. And she says, ditto to him. I get chills even talking about that it. That took a long time though. It did. He would not leave. <laughs> how long's the light yeah. gonna wait? Because then know. he got to say his goodbyes to Odame too. He's like, I'm gonna miss you, Odame. It's like, how long's the light gonna wait? Yeah, that's all I could think of. Good I, scene though. That scene, and then when they danced, and I was like, if this was a braver movie, when they went to the wide, I wrote that down. It would have been Whoopi and Demi, and they would have had a scene very much like Blue is the Warmest Color. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it might have been ahead of its time in 1990. <laughs> I actually wrote that. I remember when I was a kid, I thought it was super, super duper weird because I'm like, the reality of this scene is that Whoopi Goldberg is such an. That's but what yeah, makes it great. But it does make show it us. Yeah, but there it was too probably like that would have been maybe too comical. <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, do you buy the love in like this moment, or are you gonna giggle that? Probably giggle. Comedy's in the wides. <laughs> probably <laughs> giggle. Funny. Comedy's in the wides. Uh, um, but I also I agree the end scene was so good, and it just ends. Yeah, you know what I mean, which is great. There's mm-hmm. no wrap up to anything else. Nope. It's just like boom credits. Yeah. Do you think that the Demi Moore character and the Whoopi Goldberg character stay friends beyond the movie? <laughs> I was thinking about that movie. For sure. They have nothing in common. Well, I think they have a huge thing in common that they both were able to communicate with this ghost from beyond the grave. That passes, though. Do you like the same movies? Do you want to get dinner? What do you have to talk about when Sam's gone? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just wondered. Like a weird ghost experience, maybe. But how many times can you bring that up? by crazy experiences. Yeah, but then you got to, like, 
gone beyond that. I don't know. But I guess, I mean, Whoopi's going to be famous moving forward because she can see ghosts. She's the only person in the world, apparently, that can see she actual ghosts. She's she open about story. it. Yeah. Okay, best performance. Matt Unsworth. I think I know. You're crazy about Swayze. I'm crazy about Swayze. I'm going to go Swayze. Johnny. Whoopi. For MVP. sure. It's obviously Whoopi. Yeah. You, you could say Carl just to be a contrarian, <laughs> just because it's like he's the uh, Lance Bass of the group. Demi so. did a lot of crying and convincing crying. I'm going to go with uh, Whoopi as well, but leaning heavily oh. towards Swayze. Cause I, I, thank you. Sorry. I was just going to say that crying is bullshit because it's not like she's actually doing that. They're doing the thing where they fuck with your eyes to irritate. No, them. she, no, no, no. And then they, they said, going down her fucking Reddit that? thing, a Reddit thing. The big, one of the biggest reasons they cast her is that she was able to cry, have tears from one eye or the other uh, on command. Really? It's like a thing she can do. So I had to get paid, baby. You yeah. need skills. She did it too much. I thought. Oh, well, I have you had skills like that. issues. It's, with, like, it's yeah. like if you can make your pecs dance, you're not going to keep that hidden. Yeah, Terry Crews did, does that, I guess. <laughs> you were doing it actually before we even started. <laughs> I'm bawling my eyes out right now. <laughs> He's talking about the pec thing. Oh, this thing. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, this, what do you mean this right now? This okay, thing? so three whoopies, three whoopies and one Swayze. We're moving on to uh, potential reasons to knock it off the pedestal. The case against keeping it on the pedestal. What is aged badly? What was bad even then? And what are its flaws? Who wants to start? Anzi, since you're a guest, why don't you start? Uh, well, I think one of the biggest things, and I don't know if this is a bad or a good thing about the movie, is what genre of movie is this? It mm-hmm. is all over the place. That's great oh. question. Oh, well, two seconds in, it tries to scare the shit it out of you. It is. It's unsettling. Just the title the going, title card. boom. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what? I have that note. Yeah. I'm like, what is this title card? It's like, ghost. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not it's that not, kind of ghost it's movie. It's not Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah. No. It is unsettling. Like, so I wrote that down too. Like, is this... Is it a com? Is it a horror romance? Is it a romantic it's horror? It's not a that horror. A, it's a thriller, thriller romance. romance. Yeah, but then there's like a base comedy in there. Like yeah. it's, a it's a comedy thriller romance. <laughs> <a> supernatural. <laughs> that, yes. Romantic. That popular genre. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say if I don't like that or like that, but I think that's one thing to be like. I mean, could you even make a movie like that now, where people would be like, "What's going on? What kind of movie am I watching?" I think it speaks to a larger issue, which is I think there's like a lot going on in this movie that doesn't 100% gel together. There's a yeah. lot, like, they're try, I'm going to try this, 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 and it doesn't really come all come together. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of great ideas that sort of just kind of make kind of a weird mishmash of a movie where they thought they were making something a little more profound than they actually mm-hmm. ended up with. Yeah, like, it's really, it, when Whoopi comes in, it's so abrasive yeah. that you're yeah. like, whoa, this is a totally different movie all of a sudden. Yeah, I've yes. been watching a different movie for the first 40 minutes, and now I'm in something a little more slapstick. I think well, that's what about what- the elevator scene? What about the rash? <coughs> the rash? Mm-hmm. On your genitals again? Yeah. Yeah, right on the genitals. Oh, I was going to bring oh, that in my wow. notes. What? Of course. In what my is notes. that? Oh, boy. Why is that in the it movie? It goes on for so long. And it makes <laughs> your two guys, like, they look like assholes immediately. Yeah. Like, is this supposed to be funny? Like, it, it's, it's supposed to build the fact that they have camaraderie and yeah. friendship. Doesn't work. But no. it goes back to Swayze's character was supposed, it feels like he was written to be uh, like a jerky business. But because Swayze doesn't fit that character, like, I saw a whole bunch of, like, potential people who could have played Sam, we one of the people I saw Jack A. Harry, yeah, Jack A. Harry. Yeah. I saw Harrison Ford was on that list, and they offered it to him like that would have been really interesting because I can see him being like a real fucking cold blooded bastard right. who slowly but surely through death finds warmth and love. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is a more interesting thing. But it feels like Swayze was just so 
nice and warm and gentle. In that, that elevator scene makes it be like, what the hell? Why was Patrick Swayze acting like such a fucking prick for? He's the nicest guy in the world. Well, and then he, <laughs> when he walks in the office, he's like, hey, Karen, you look great. That made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. like, what is this? There's yeah, a lot of weird comments. <laughs> That's very, that he does. Very of the time, 1990, just like him is like this big shot. But they were trying to make him seem like a nice guy yeah. or a big shot? Oh, I know. Shot? Okay. Well, I think both. I think that yeah. I think back then that would have been something like a guy that like was liked around the office would mm -hmm. say to somebody. Now, is it just a benign comment that exactly. he's not a creep? It's yeah. a loaded comment now. Yeah. Whereas he would have seemed charming mm -hmm. from the point of yeah, view. Yeah, that would be the number one thing I think that does not stand the test of time if yeah. we're playing that part. Um, I guess it shows him just being like pranksters or something in the mm -hmm. elevator, but yeah, that was what a prank. prank. Yeah. And um, I think the biggest comment is it's long. Way too long. You felt I don't know was, if you guys yeah. felt. I felt it was like over it's two hours. On. It's really Way long. Way too long. The first Whoopi Goldberg scene is like 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Way it's too crazy. long and just paced weirdly. Yeah. Like there's yeah. some, like the, the, the plot of trying to convince Molly that Sam is a ghost and she's trying to communicate goes on. I don't mind that. Ever. I, I just thought it went on and on and on. See, and on. I need that to, to believe that she's, because honestly, yeah. if someone came up to you, they could have done the research. You're going to want to like, it's going to take a lot to like, I actually, this is the thing. There's two, there's a couple of movies going on here where it's like, I'm buying this emotional arc that the Demi Moore character is going through. Right. And I'm buying that like Whoopi's kind of this character out of another movie. That's why I have so much trouble with that bank scene and the tension of the bank scene and how wacky it is. And it's like, oops, I signed the wrong name. I'm going to need to do another card. And it's just like, no, you'd be flagged in two fucking seconds. <laughs> yeah. This is so ridiculous right now that it's not the oh, same yeah. movie where Demi Moore goes to the police and is like, I want to report this thing. And they're like, we're skeptical. And but I'm like, that's a movie that's based in reality. This movie becomes like some slapstick fucking she weird has, thing. I mean, not flip because she does have Informate like she does a very crucial information. Like, yeah. what? Well, why would it be flagged? Right? And I, I mean, she was only weird. taking up four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> why would they ever flag that? True. Seriously, she only signed her name wrong once, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then she's like, oh, and Randy he has such great advice. She, she, like it's like clearly this <laughs> yeah. woman's a fucking scam artist. Yeah. Anyway, in a movie like this, I know I'm not supposed to care too much about what the rules are of like, um, but the fact that the rules of what being a ghost can and oh, can't do. Oh, I hated that. It bugged, I, I thought you would hate it the Oh, it was number one. Just like, he can, if I to do this to the subway pole, my hand goes through it, but I can walk onto the subway and sit on, it's these things that the consistency of the rules never made any sense. And Why don't ghosts fall through floors? Why did, yes, exactly. That, how come he can run up the stairs to push this guy, but his feet don't go <laughs> yeah. through the floors? Is, is it the shoes? But yeah. how come his it's butt? Probably, I, my explanation was just mental. You, you don't think you'll fall through a floor, so I, you won't. But you I can wanted walk the, the wall. train guy to help explain that. I felt like that was a great opportunity to, to shore up those rules. Oh, shit. You ain't got a body no more, son. It's all up here now. If you want to move something, you got to move it with your mind. I can't sir. even, that guy couldn't even enjoy a smoke. Just, He's not going to The biggest problem really is me. doors. Yeah. Okay, so Patrick just <laughs> clean went through an Asian guy's body. Fine. <laughs> Weird the, scene. The door. He's like, whoa, whoa. And he's like becoming the door all of a sudden. Yeah. And they don't explain it. It's like, who gives a shit? Just go through the door. And it, if the door is such a problem, explain to me why it's such a problem. Right. Because you can hop in a subway car, no problem. No problem. Which is way more terrifying, I would think. But the and door makes it straight him down into the tracks and then down into the center of the earth. Like, it's just... 
the rule it just never felt properly explained. And on top of that, is he does he become the most powerful ghost in like that's his thing? It becomes a fucking superhero movie. Yeah, he becomes super ghost. It's weird. He's smacking people like and it's like if anybody can just move, if ghosts can move things because the world, either, the world is over. Well, exactly. We people be getting their ass kicked all the time, or like how many horny ghosts are out there trying to like get a handle on things? <laughs> that would be Shane. <laughs> like in the computer scene. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. And he's like type. Yeah, they'd be typing messages to people. Why not just get on a computer with Demi Moore, pick up That's, a paintbrush, and be that like, down. "I love Why you." Anything he can clearly oh, show that my. he's writing boo and typing Sam, 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 and. That's when the movie started to lose Spun the thread. Control, just, just because it was like they started breaking their rules to become very fantastical. It's like if the only amazing thing he did was the penny thing and it's because the power of his love allowed him to do that to display it, then that mo- that's, that scene has real fucking power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. For sure. But because it's like he's kicking he cans and fucking- He killed Willie. He's killed <laughs> Willie. He's pushing around. <laughs> he full on he's, murdered He's turning Willie. off the stove. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and did you guys notice uh, Patrick Swayze's facial expressions? Oh, Big time. Like it looked it was like he was coming in his pants every time he did so. Like it was nuts. It was the worst acting I'd ever seen in my life. After when he's looking at himself dead on the ground, it looked like he was like Ace Ventura. Like, oh my god. It was crazy. Oh, crazy. Everything and it was like did. really bad green screen and, too. Oh, that yeah. was just the effects. It looks yeah. like bad YouTube if, if a YouTube video did that now, I would be upset. I would be upset about it. Green screen hadn't quite worked their no. shit out in nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give him a pass on that. Yeah. Uh, and I think we all agree that maybe the worst scene or one of the worst scenes in the film is the Carl seduction scene. Oh, with the shirt off? No, oh, I spilled my coffee. It was just so uncomfortable. First of all, he asks for cream, right? <laughs> and then he takes a sip. You wouldn't go to take a sip after you ask for cream because you're waiting for the cream and then just goes whoops and takes the shirt off. Totally. The, the worst scene is the elevator scene. But I just, yeah. I just think that isn't very odd scene to take a shirt off. Yeah. And the fact that Demi actually gives in, makes out with him. She's, that's the worst. Then the ghost kind of ruins the makeout scene. But then she still <laughs> agrees to dinner the next mm-hmm. day. Oh, yeah. You well, think she's that, hurting. I guess. I thought Molly was the worst character in the movie. Whoa. I thought, I thought there were Whoa. huge, Whoa. I thought there Whoa. were huge problems with her character and Demi Moore and about, and the timeline of this movie. Like, her fiance got, like, murdered in her arms and like at what? Like this had to have been like three days later when that makeout, when that sure. when that thing happened, and like it happens, devastated. She just is sort of like kind of like I know she's supposed to kind of be supposed to be like gutted, I guess. It's, it's, but she it, doesn't it, seem nearly upset enough at all. It seems I like thought her, she seemed really yeah, upset. That, in her I grief, she, I didn't buy in her it grief, at all. In her grief, she was vulnerable. Yeah, that happens know. all also, the time in movies. Do you, you want to watch I a know, movie of that, her just mourning for no, two hours? But, <laughs> no, it's like moaning a ghost, for two hours. A ghost story where the, the pie scene, did anyone see that? <laughs> also, also, as, also, like, is, is Crazy Carl the only person that she knows at all? She yeah. Family, she's any friends, she's not anyone. She just sits there by herself, and Crazy Carl just keeps coming over trying to seduce her. Like, Maybe she moved weird? for Patrick. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Wait but I thought she up. did uh, mourn appropriately. I, I agree. Awful, I thought it was weird awful. in the funeral scene, uh, like when the uh, the guy, the pastor at the funeral was saying, we'll miss his uh, personality, his bouncy spirit, and his fantastic body. That was very weird, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No, that did not happen. Oh, okay. I was confused. <laughs> there I, I guess I had like one overall thought yeah. about this whole thing is the cast was so strong. If you replace that cast with a bunch of like B-level actors, you have a Lifetime movie and a oh, crazy yeah. Lifetime movie at that. You, it would have been- That a, is a great really point. Like, what is this fucking movie, you know? Yeah. 
And and honestly, so that it's actually so bizarre. speaks to the so it speaks weird. to the power of the charisma of all these people. And I'm yeah. sorry, Johnny, including Demi Moore, who I thought was great in this. It's like anybody else other than these four people, including Carl, because Carl brought it. It was like oh, an yeah. all-star team, right? All four of them. And if it was anybody else, even Willie showed up. Willie know? was great. I yeah. liked Willie. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. problems. I'll talk in a second about my problems with the character, but I thought the guy <laughs> playing him was great. And yeah. although I thought Patrick it was a horrible actor in this, I do think <laughs> I do think he has good charisma, almost like our friend Todd Leggett, which yeah. is going to mean nothing to a lot of people, but he's a very lovable friend. But you like have. him. You like, like his character. Of course. Right. Yeah. I liked hanging out with Patrick Swayze for two hours. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and that's, that's something that, that I guess whatever star power is or like like something that's, oh, that guy's a star. The, whatever it is, is filmable. The difference between why a porn actor seems stupid on camera and why an actual movie actor, like you said, a Lifetime movie. I don't know why I went to porn. Uh, <laughs> that's the difference. Whatever indefinable thing, and we've talked a lot about this. What makes somebody a great actor? Why does George Clooney read on camera and then another guy his age does the exact same lines? I think yep. you're totally right. I think that like the people that make the big bucks in Hollywood, that's, they have that weird gift where they can take a line from a Lifetime movie and bring something mm -hmm. to it somehow that sells it. It's crazy. And like those people like are a perfect example. Can you teach that? Yeah, I don't think you can. No. So when people don't. go to acting classes and all this stuff, it's like, unless you have that thing that you don't even know until you film you and watch the tape back, it's like- mm -hmm. it, But it's like, you're never going to be LeBron James, right? You need to be LeBron James, but you can refine your skills that you do have. I think that's of why course. there is- Yeah, yeah, acting. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, did, it, did it bother you guys that Patrick didn't think through- what to do with the $4 million afterwards? I know you don't think I'm giving this $4 million to a bunch of nuns. Otome, if you don't do it, they will track you down. Your only protection is to get rid of it. No, but Seems now it's very weird. weird. I felt like he totally set Whoopi up for murder because... Uh, we had no plan for $4 million. She's like, what do I do with this $4 million? He's like, uh, hey, give it to those nuns. Yeah. Then he's, she's like, why? And he's like, well, they'll kill you if they find you with the $4 million check. No, actually, that will save your life. <laughs> it's when you don't have the yeah. check that your throat gets slit by Carl. Also, speaking of that, Pat, <laughs> Patrick Swayze listened to Carl tell Willie he needs to kill Otome Brown. Yes. Patrick Swayze did not go and warn Odame Brown right away. He no, went no, no. to fuck around with them anymore. He spent like two ah, days not warning Odame very Brown. Good point. That's very weird. Flaw, character flaw. I hated her giving the, the check to the nuns. Basically, like everything that, that involved the bank and the giveaway of the money, I was just like, what fucking movie am I watching? I'll die I, on that I just liked it for the same charisma thing. I just felt like I enjoyed watching Whoopi in that scene. That's fair. That's why I liked it so much. It's like a short film. Um, but my Willie thing that I want to get to is that the whole <laughs> Willie plot of where the fuck did Carl find Willie how does he trust? What, drug, he's a baby. drug dealer, like you said. But, so, but it's just—he's just this criminal guy. And yeah. So, but so criminal for hire. But but where? Did through the drug dealer? He yeah. Use this guy for every. Even you meet when, weird people when you do coke, when baby. This yeah. Guy, completely fucks up your plan. He's supposed to steal your friend's wallet and instead he murders him, but I still trust you implicitly with everything else that I'm if doing. If a guy's willing to kill for you, you trust that man. I don't know. <laughs> but Well, here's, here's the thing. Okay, so let's go with your line of thought. Let's say they're doing coke and they meet in some, at, in some house party somewhere, some a loft party, right? And then they become pals. <laughs> Willie gets Willie's uh, at this Willie gets Carl drugs or maybe Willie brought drugs to the party or maybe Willie's sure. the connection, whatever. 
He didn't ask Willie to kill Patrick Swayze. He just asked him to steal a wallet. I agree. I've, I and now they're in it together. I now think they're that's fucked. The I, reason why they're stuck I don't know. It, it just felt really weird. It's like the idea of meeting Willie at this fancy <laughs> random party. Excuse me, sir. Would you like a line of cocaine? <laughs> Willie, please. You're a bad dude. <laughs> me too. He's selling his wife, Peter. Just two bad dudes <laughs> hanging out at this party. Man, you, you and me, Willie. Them. You and me. We're going to take over the oh, world together. Man. I, but I know this is a super nitpick, but it fucking bugged me so much going back to that Steven Root scene is when she went and said, I want you to look up this guy, Willie Lopez. Look him up. So he comes back and goes, there's no record on Willie Lopez. There's nothing on him. So two things. First of all, that means that this fucking, the skeeziest dude in New York has no record whatsoever. I buy it. Like yeah. no, nothing. Well, also his real name this, probably isn't Willie Lopez. <laughs> this guy. True. Who, I'm just saying. But it's then, probably William Hernandez. Or and that means because all she did was come to him with the name Willie Lopez. Does that mean there's no one named William Lopez who has any kind of record whatsoever in New York City? I don't mm, know. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Like no Willie Lopez. Sorry, sorry, ma'am. And it's like I'm pretty sure there must be like a couple people named Willie Lopez you might want to check out. And why was that's the true. female cop so mean to Demi Moore? Oh, oh yeah, boy, that was crazy. Bitch. She was jealous of the boy haircut. <laughs> yeah, what was her line that she said the exact thing? It's like, I'm, I got real work to do or something. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, it was so mean. Other than murder? I can go back to something you said, Unzi, about it being a... I think the reason why it feels like a Lifetime movie, in my opinion, I know. I, I think you were saying the opposite earlier, I thought it was a horribly directed movie. I, I, thought, really? I no. thought it felt like... It was directed like a Lifetime movie. I no. felt like it was very kind of straight. And if it wasn't for the strength of these performances, I felt like it was, I felt like it was a director. Maybe I know, maybe it's because I know in the back of my head, it's the airplane it guy is. the yeah. whole time. That it felt like it's a guy reaching to be, a, make a real piece of art, but like never got there. Like it feels like you wanted to make like a Kubrick movie. But but it but it just kept feeling like just sort of. I think there's certain like sentimental movies that are like for meant for popular sort of consumption. There's movies like Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? This movie to me like oh also there were some weird soundtrack choices here. Like, there was some when he became I was talk oh, when he became I know brutal when Patrick Swayze became Super Ghost and was like <laughs> fucking Super chasing Ghost. people down. They went to the weirdest soundtrack choice. It was like the score felt like it was from another movie. I felt that the whole it was all. Over the place. Over the place. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, so there was there were some issues in the back end. I'm telling you, the first like fucking like 60 minutes of this movie are awesome. But anyway. Freak out would have been a good choice. Freak <laughs> out. <laughs> I didn't say anything earlier when you're talking about how much you liked the ending. I hated the ending. I love you, Molly. I've always loved you. Ditto. Right. Because it felt like the ending is Super Ghost murders Willie. I'm he, talking about the end scene. I know, but I'm just, yeah. but, but hold on. So he murders Willie and then he causes crazy Carl to, to die the one of the worst deaths I've ever seen. Yeah. And that is your reward to get into the kingdom of heaven. That's all that happened. He the didn't murder he Willie. He was protecting his. I, I know, but it's like, so not only do you now get into heaven, but I'm going to gift your people with the great, that something that no human being has ever gotten in the history of the world. You're going to get to see the, the man. Like, like it's, Take it up with God, bro. This ain't a theological it's just podcast. So weird. <laughs> but, it, but it does, it does think. It feels like this movie keeps trying to say something, but it's no idea what it's trying to say. I don't think it does. You do say. bring up a good but point. It, wants to, but it has nothing to say, but it seems like it wants, it thinks it does. You think that they were trying to be profound? Yes. I don't. I think they're trying to make a popcorn so. movie. Yeah. And I, I think it, I think they actually overshot the popcorn movie. Shockingly, I think the guy. I think I think Jerry Zucker was trying to make a popcorn movie, but I feel like Ruben or whatever the writer was trying to make like his fucking, and he won an Oscar for it, so. 
Does this movie deserve to win an Oscar for screen best screenplay? Miller's Crossing. Pretty came good out fucking the same movie, year. man. Shaney, you were trying to look up your flaws over there. Yeah. How did so Whoopi went from having zero ghost listening skills? <laughs> and so she didn't have any real business. It was all a fraud. He triggered it somehow. So, so he triggered it. He's yeah. a super ghost. <laughs> That's right. As we saw so later he was in the movie. Super ghost, he's and super then she ghost. realized that okay, I'm actually not a fraud. I do have this skill. But then every ghost in the world found out about that. How did that happen? Or does that not even matter? It crossed my mind. Like, did they all start talking, or did they? Yeah, I don't know. She well, she mentions that her her uh, mother and grandmother could talk to ghosts. I know that, but and I'm so saying maybe who alerted the ghosts. Maybe he opened up something in her, and then she realized she could talk to ghosts, and then that's why people. But how did they know? But that? How did like did she put in the waiting room? Well, I think eventually she started talking back to the go the other ghost that was in the room, her next customer, mm. and then word got around the ghost all world. Just leave the moment she goes, everyone get out of here, and all the ghosts are like, well, okay, we have the one person who can hear us in the world, but I guess I'm gonna leave. Well, my wife's also <laughs> tried getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I had one thought though when you were bringing this up that I didn't think about until now, but. How's Demi gonna, how's Molly gonna explain what happened to Carl when the cops show up and he's impaled oh on God. a window? That's a great her, like, point. Oh no, she'll be fine. Because basically, Carl has a very provable fraud thing and he was trying to kill her to cover it up. They were self-defense. But gotcha. still, Whoopi and Demi yeah, were being chased by a guy with a gun and they can say we fucking pushed him out of the way and then the, the thing fell. Is uh, Oda still in trouble with uh, with the drug dealer, whatever the big time drug dealer is? I don't think that $4 million just goes away because Carl died. Oda might still have some issues. I think she's got some big issues. <laughs> Definitely got and, and also bank fraud. Like she, she's fucked. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. How do you explain that? That's a good point. How do you explain the, oh, the she's horrible fucked. bank she fraud got her that she committed? Neck slit and now Patrick's gone so he can't help her. Oh no. She got her yeah. throat slit like five minutes after this movie. <laughs> Ended. And the drug dealers showed up. <laughs> yeah. They all died. All right, boys. I think we're at that time where we have to decide whether to uh, keep it on the pedestal or knock it off. Yeah. Ghosts. We will start. Should we start with our guest or should we go to him? Let's have to him the go end? last. Actually, no. Start no, with go, the go last. Go last. Okay. Go last. You go first, thing. Mike. Okay. This was a tough one because I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this film watching it. Uh, it was a lot more sort of, one, emotional and effective, I thought, than I remembered it being. I thought it was going to be 10 times more hokey. Um, I thought they actually nailed sort of like the emotional stuff that, like you'd mentioned earlier, could be like in a Lifetime movie. I actually didn't like the sort of like the heist sort of like um, action stuff when he became Super Ghost and all of that that. Kind super of bullshit. Ghost. The fucking super ghost was outrageous. That being said, uh, if someone were to ask me, like, is Ghost a great watch? Does it deserve to be on a pedestal as far as like a movie from the 90s that is a great popcorn romantic movie that is going to make you feel and maybe tear up at the end? I say yes. And for that reason, I'm keeping Ghost on the pedestal. It's ridiculous, Mike. I know. Shady. Well, just because I feel like you saying, uh, putting the caveat, a film from the 90s. Yeah. This whole thing is about, does it stand up today? If we're, if we're always saying, oh, for a movie for the 90s, this is on the pedestal. I'm saying right now we throw it in and we show our daughters when they're of age to see As a, movie a date like movie right now. If, if, if This if, isn't about date movie. This is, is this one of the greatest films of all time that should be on a pedestal? The, I don't know that's if it's not true. Does it that deserve the esteem? No, no, no. That that's that's what gone. I thought this meant when a movie's on a pedestal. For like for like for a horror movie, like like um, Blair Witch, yeah. it's, it's, it's graded on that curve. For like a right, romantic, for romantic film that's a date movie, this is on the pedestal for me. Oh, like of one of the greatest ever. Sure. 
Okay. You hold it up on, like, does okay. it deserve the esteem? Like when we did Ninja Turtles. Like, I don't know if Ninja Turtles is the greatest movie ever, but it definitely deserves For genre. Well, I, I'd like to think one of the greatest if we're going to put it on Just, the pedestal. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for me, this movie's perfectly fine. It's okay. It is of the 90s, clearly. And it doesn't hold up the way certain movies that, from maybe the 70s, that hold up much better today. Like, I think 2001 A Space Odyssey holds up amazing for today. So, yeah, for that reason, I'm taking it off the pedestal just because it does feel very dated to me. I don't even know if it even holds up to that to that degree. Sure. I, I, did mm-hmm. not, I did not find it an enjoyable watch. I found it kind of a slog. I found that it was really propelled forward through the, like, what, when, what Unzi said, like, the, the charisma of the characters. But without that, the movie had, like, no legs. I, 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 think, I think that, other than Garden State, this is the worst... Of the movie see, I would lean more towards you because sure. I, I, I was I was not in. I felt like the the idea, the disjointedness of this. It felt like I was watching Jerry Zucker's Midlife Crisis. I need, I can't, <laughs> my life can't be our airplane. Okay, it has to be. It has to be a, a real movie. I am an artist. I can make a great movie. And you're doing this. the movie a disservice with that. I don't. I, I'm just telling you what I watched, and I, I, I what I watched was not great. I showed my wife this movie. Watched Sarah it with her. Hated it. Oh, Sarah, my Sarah wife thought it. it was the cheesiest That's what movie of all she didn't time. Finish it. She, she walked yeah. out of the room. She's like, I can't finish this horrible movie. They have it. All right. I uh, I battle. It's really teetering on either side, but I think it's important that what this movie did, like you do not see these types of movies anymore. You can't compare this to any movie we've seen in the last 10 years. And they went totally crazy. And I think they pulled it off. They won two Oscars over it. The performances were amazing. Yeah. It's it's a really original movie, and while I think it's like a bit long, I think that's kind of with the times. I think it still holds up. I think it deserves to be on the pedestal still. So is it a, is this a push? What do we? What happens here? Jesus. Well, it's a tie, and for the first time ever, our listeners might not know this, but uh, in the room is Max Kerman, who also does the uh, Michael Much podcast with us because we're <laughs> recording a podcast right after this. He might have to break the tie. Thoughts on Ghost? Ghost. Patrick Swayze. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I never saw it. Just go for it. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like it's shit. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off the there pedestal. It is. <laughs> there you go. Maxi broke the tie. Uh, it does not stay on the pedestal. <laughs> If the movie had just been called, like, Southern Charming Lawyer, I'd be like, I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, Matt Unsworth of Heist Podcast. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for having great taste in movies, too, man. Thanks, fellas. Me and you are going to yeah. watch yeah, Ghost man. in a year from now when we're back in town uh, for the holidays. Uh, I don't think I don't have a sign-off. Oh, yeah, Shaney signs this off. And then we're going to close the book on that one. Woo, you did it. <laughs> oh.